Jeffs. Jeffs on the man. Uh, welcome again, once again, to Jeff Healy's Wonderland. I'm Jeff, and no matter where you're listening from, what you're listening on, what time it is, or whatever you're doing, thanks for joining me. This is, of course, episode 38, otherwise known as the 18th episode in season 2. And as such, we're only a few episodes away from the end of this particular season, after which we'll take a break, get the cleaners in, rip out the carpets, nip out for a bite to eat, and recharge the batteries before getting stuck into Season 3. Anyway, for those of you who are new to the show, The Wonderland is basically the contents of my head. My somewhat bizarro theories, thoughts and observations on life, some of which you may have even had yourself but were not game to tell anybody for fear that they would label you a nut job. Fortunately, I'm not afraid of that happening because there's no point in being concerned or worried about something that's already happened. So, let's get on with it. Now, being a person is, as we all know, a pretty mixed bag and by now, We all should be well aware that everyone has a part of their consciousness which tries, when they're young, to tell them that they are somehow the centre of all existence. And I think this goes for everyone. I suppose this is what you'd call the birth of individual consciousness and nothing more. Well, I hope you know what I mean here because sometimes I find this thought of mine a little bit hard to describe. Anyway... It's kind of like having a sneaking suspicion that the world is out there, completely separate to you, and you are somehow mysteriously looking at it thinking, ooh, mm, it's just me looking at all this strange stuff, and I am the centre of everything. Well, something like that. Anyway, look, I think I believed this up to a certain age and then realised that pretty much everybody feels this way at some point. Anyway, I'm going to talk about that a little bit later in the show because right now I've got me a theory and we need to stick that theory right where it fits. And of course, there's no more fitting place than theory time. Yo, you can't know what you can't know. I'm going to tell you what I think I know. And I know what I know. This is what I know. Theory time. And welcome to Theory Time. Today I want to share with you my contention that there are professions which seem deliberately designed to make the rest of us feel, I don't know, somehow guilty and disproportionately sorry for the people who have these jobs. And so here are two examples of what I'm talking about. The first one is from my teenage years at a boarding school in Australia. Now, at that boarding school, we had what was known as the school sergeant. The school sergeant was basically responsible for making sure that the boarders, that is, the students who lived at the school, continued to follow school rules between the hours that classes finished and when they began again the following day. And over the weekends, obviously. Now, the school was quite large in terms of area, so... In some respects, I suppose it would have seemed a pretty difficult, daunting task. Then again, we were 13 to 16-year-old kids, mostly from middle to upper-class families and not exactly hell-raisers bent on serious misbehaviour. 
especially as there were actually other adult teachers living at the school as well. Nevertheless, Sarge, as we used to call him, would sit in his office and appear to be permanently dissatisfied with the behaviour of any one of us who came within yelling distance. And he would make no secret of his opinion that all of us were a constant headache, inconvenience slash waste of space. And that if he had his way, we would all be expelled immediately, or better still, executed. Anyway, one day it occurred to me, if there was no possibility of the boys misbehaving, Sarge would be out of a job. And so I began to think the whole equation and arrived at the conclusion that those who he actually felt the need to angrily discipline, to yell at, were in fact keeping him in employment and therefore doing him a huge favour, particularly as he appeared to have no skills whatsoever other than an ability to sit there and seem really, really angry. But of course, for the most part, we were kind of made to feel sorry for apparently making his job difficult, which I guess kind of worked out rather well for him in the context of what his job actually was. Now, the second example is a bit different, but as you will see, the result is kind of the same. A few days ago, I bought a takeaway curry for lunch, and when I got the thing home, I realised that some of the curry sauce had accidentally somehow been spilled into the paper bag that they'd given me to bring it home in. And so, without realising it, I'd managed to leave a trail of small drops of curry sauce all the way from the takeaway place two blocks across town to my apartment. Now, because it's a serviced building, it was logical that the cleaner would take care of the mess inside the building, at least outside the door of my apartment, down the hall and all the way down to the external doors, etc., etc. The drips were not that big or noticeable, by the way, but I knew they were there and I still felt really bad about it, but not quite bad enough to go out there and try to clean it up myself. So a couple of days later, the cleaner did his or her usual rounds and mopped up the spillage and very possibly was more than happy that there was, for a change, actually something to clean up. So folks, here's the moral of the story. Don't apologise the next time you accidentally make a mess in public, get pulled over for speeding or get arrested for a minor misdemeanour. Instead, expect a big thank you because you're protecting jobs and keeping families fed. Possibly with curry. This is what I know. Theory time. And that wraps up our very helpful edition of Theory Time for this week. And once again, like a baby in a basket, we now find ourselves left on the doorstep of the next segment, which is, of course, Song of the Day. Now, today, we're going to listen to a song from an album that was recorded in about 1994 in Germany. And this was an album that didn't get released uh, until basically 2020, I suppose, uh, digitally at least, and this was the title track from it. I really like the song and I remember being quite disappointed when, for various reasons, we couldn't release it at the time. But uh, now that it's out there, I'm really happy and I'm very happy for you to hear it. And here it is, No Man's Land. Waiting for a friendly face 
about the human condition really um, our tendency to not be satisfied where we are and always looking for something that's just who we are I think I think it's part of our psychology and I find that really interesting just another woman with another man with the heads in the sand they're looking for another no man's land he would be it all go by wondering why wondering why wondering why why the whole world is a no man's land nobody happy everybody sad everybody want to play another hand nobody satisfied where they stand everybody looking for another No, that's No Man's Land, or at least a sneak peek. If you would like to hear the rest of the song, you'll find it on the streaming services under my name and on an album called No Man's Land, which should make it pretty easy to find. And of course, all my other music is there, albums and singles, and there are even a few music videos over on YouTube. So check those out. Okay, so with the musical part of the show behind us, it's time for us to tiptoe bravely into the dark, Scary cave that is Jeff's thought of the day. I was thinking about something, I think it was the thought of the day. I think, I think it was the thought of the day. And welcome to this unusually self conscious edition of Thought of the Day. As I mentioned earlier in today's podcast, the human race is really a bag of cats in terms of psychology not least in terms of how we see ourselves in relation to everybody else. And I think this always comes down to how much empathy we have as individuals. Empathy, which is basically the ability to share someone else's feelings or experiences by imagining what it would be like to be in their situation, is obviously a great quality to have. But I think there's a limit to how much empathy the average person can manage. I've occasionally wondered what it would be like to be able to consciously consider all other people as being as important as ourselves. And I think that this would be literally impossible. Uh, You would either melt down completely or your brain would explode, in a manner of speaking. Anyway, I think it's normal for most of us to start out early in life thinking that we're somehow the centre of the universe and then later realise otherwise. There are also some people who, as the band Journey famously sang, don't stop believing. 
that is, believing that the world revolves around them. And those people are, of course, commonly known as narcissists, which I think is where we get the word nasty from. Not really, but it would be a good idea, wouldn't it? Hmm. But seriously, in addition to completely lacking empathy, these people are incapable of admitting fault or that they're ever wrong about anything, even to the point of being able to create their own truth, a la, it's not a lie if you believe it. Now, some of them are quite famous, or infamous, depending on your point of view, but most of them are just otherwise normal folks living in your neighbourhood or working in your office or wherever. Now, when I decided to cover this particular topic here on the show, I was initially a little bit concerned that I might offend somebody, which is, of course, not part of the Wonderland Charter. And then I remembered that the kind of people I'm talking about here wouldn't be offended. Because, hey, narcissists don't believe they're narcissists, which is one of the hallmarks of true narcissism. So unless there is an NA league out there, meaning Narcissists Anonymous, which if you think about it would be an empty room, I reckon I'm off the hook. But if you are concerned that you might be a narcissist without knowing it, the very fact that you're concerned about it indicates that you're probably not one. I'm now going to use a rather obscure musical reference and say that as the Moody Blues once suggested, it's all a question of balance. It's natural for us all to be a little bit self-absorbed at times, but as long as we're still generally considerate of others, I reckon we're in the clear. Anyway, let's keep up the good work, Wonderlanders, and let's have a bit of sympathy for the narcissists, because their lives are almost certainly far more difficult than ours, in so much as they feel that they're alone in the universe. If only they quite literally were. I think, I think it was the thought of the day. And that's it for Thought of the Day and our show for this week. If you have enjoyed today's ride, please do subscribe or follow or hit the like button. And if you'd like to get in touch with me for any reason at all, you can do that via my website, which is www.jeffhealy.com. For now, though, Keep it real, do what you feel, and keep both feet on the wheel. And I will be talking at you again next week on a brand new episode of My Wonderland. Gotta get back to Jeff's Wonderland. Wonderland.